0: Uh, just by the way of introduction, i got a, a thing here to read and then some uh, verses to, uh, to give you, and then we'll be in Joshua 24. But it says that the value of fathers cannot be taken lightly. Uh, father's Day is a yearly reminder uh, for us to pay honor to our fathers. Secondly, to see what kind of father we're being. Or thirdly, to see what type of father we would like to be. And uh, again, uh, I think you know Father's Day is good. It, it ought to be reminded, the Bible says, to honor your father and mother, Uh, we had Mother's Day and uh, things like that, there's a couple of those other ones that I think it's just money makers, uh, things like that, but uh, uh, anyway these I think fall right along with the Bible, uh, it says here the Bible places, high esteem on the fatherhood and good fathers are essential, I know we've been hearing that word a lot these days, Uh, what's essential and what's not essential? And uh, praise the Lord, the church has been essential uh, in the state of Florida, uh, not like in some other states. Uh, but praise the Lord, the church has been essential, but fathers are essential for the family to be strong and society, and society to be stable. Uh, if we had some real men that would be fathers, we wouldn't have the messes that we have all over the place. Uh, obviously, Jesus Christ is the answer to everything you see on the news. All right? uh, but then right behind that is a man stepping up being a man. Uh, being a godly man. Being what God put him here to be. Uh, why? Because God created man. And then he created this earth. He put us on here to have dominion and things like that. Uh, and to replenish and, and then to get to people saved. Things like that. So if we just follow this book, we wouldn't have the message that we have out there. Uh, and so we see here that manhood is essential for families being strong and society being stable. Stable. Uh, Bible says in Proverbs 3, 5, uh, kind of indicates that a godly man places his trust in the Lord and he leans not on his own understanding uh, because uh, you know, I can tell you all day long what I think and it wouldn't fix anything but if I can just trust in God and lean on him uh, he'll take care of all this uh, that's going on in our world uh, we see the Bible says in Psalm 40 verse 4 uh, a blessed man making the Lord his trust so if my kids even at the age they're day they would say dad you know, what, what should we do just trust the Lord uh, you know, where's the one, two, three? That's no, just one. Trust the Lord. Uh, he'll take care of it. Uh, you know, put your trust in Him, do right, uh, and just give it to Him. Uh, you know, holding a picket sign is not going to fix anything. Uh, having an argument's not going to fix anything. Uh, things like that. Uh, but, but You know, wearing a mask may fix something. I'm not sure. Uh, but anyway, uh, all kinds of stuff going on there. But a blessed man, just make it the Lord his trust. Trust the Lord. Uh, a wise man knows that the Lord is the one that builds a house. And that the children are a gift of the Lord. Psalm 127. 1 through 5. Then also a Proverbs 26, 6, an obedient man uh, will train up his children in the way that they should go. Uh, so we see the Bible talks about being a father in several places. This is just a couple of them. So introduction here, becoming a father. There's three things that you've got to do to become the right kind of father. Uh, if you want to go to Ephesians, Ephesians 5, if you can. If not, I'll just read them to you. Ephesians 5 and 6 talks about that. Uh, and the first step of becoming a father, uh, in Ephesians 5, verse 31, it says here he has to leave his father and mother. And so you know, that should be a, a, a goal of yours, fellows, to leave father and mother. Not just so they can't tell me what to do, they can't tell me, you know, fuss about my hair, fuss about, you know, this, my clothes, fuss about my hobbies, things like that. No, it, you ought to be able to leave to grow up. Yeah. Uh, you know, the Bible says it, leave and cleave. Uh, I used to tell my boys all that, all that, all the time. No cleaving till there's leaving. Yeah, all right. uh, you know, yeah I know she's gorgeous. I know she smells good. Uh, and I know you have a desire to be with her. But there's no cleaving till there's leaving. Uh, if you can't afford to you know, get her an apartment, uh, a house, you know, you ain't cleaving. Uh, you're not man enough yet. Uh, and again, now the world says different. Uh, if it feels good to do it things like that that's not here in the Bible the Bible says leave and then leave so if you have a a desire to be a father one day fellas uh, you better get a goal to leave one day that doesn't mean never call them again uh, never give them a Father's Day card again Uh, that just means get out the house pay for your own food your own cell phone plan, your own car insurance Uh, you know that's why our kids ask where do you get the money to get a new car You left. (laughs) That's how I can afford my pickup. I don't pay for your cell phone anymore. Your car insurance anymore. You left. And the refrigerator's full all the time. So if you're going to be a father one day, you've got to leave. Amen. Now next, it says there in that same verse that you're going to be joined unto your wife. Hey, when you leave and you get married, fellas, it's you two. Yep. All right? Not your whole family tree, and then maybe her. No, it's you two. You're joined to her. All right? And I don't mean go get whipped and and be, you know, be a little, you know, you know have let her pull you along by your nose or anything like that. No, But, but you love her, the Bible says, like Christ loves the church. So you love her, you leave, and you be joined into your wife, and then thirdly, uh, over in verse 4 of chapter 6 it says here he must bring up his children in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord and I put a little brother Stanley in the isms here all right? it says the nurture and the admonition of the Lord or admonition of the Lord not in the nurture and the admonition of the family yeah. okay? business uh, you, know, you don't have kids just so you can have them uh, you know you're, if they're a gift from the Lord you're supposed to raise them and give them back to them right. All right? you don't put on you You can't be. you got to take over this, you gotta this and you got to be this no 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 raise them in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord not the nurture and the admonition of the family business uh, here's a good one uh, you raise them in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord not the nurture and the admonition of the sports world uh, again I'm all for sports I love them I play them all and I told my boys uh, you know I was like basketball you don't have to be Michael Jordan but you better give it all you got. In uh, football, you can just pick a number. Uh, you don't have to be a Herschel Walker. That's probably the best running back ever in, the, in uh, the history of the game. But anyway, you don't have to be a Herschel Walker. Just go be the best you can be. Uh, so I didn't put it on. Uh, because I've seen people get them up at you know, 5 a.m. and go take them to, to the batting cage and push and push and push. Or take them to the gym. Uh, you know, They're trying to make some you know, you know world sports star out of them. Uh, that's not what the Bible says. Uh, so again, in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Now, if they play sports along the way, that's great. Uh, and here's another one: not the nurture and the admonition of the world in Hollywood. Uh, you know, I've seen parents. You know, they didn't have what they call cool clothes when they were growing up. Kids know what I'm talking about: popular clothes, name brand stuff. You, know, you were good to have. You know, hand me downs from your cousin uh, that were you know six inches higher than your. You know, things like that. And I'm not for that. Don't make your kid look like a dork, please. But, uh, you know, again, you don't have to you know, sell a kidney to support your kid's wardrobe. Uh, you know, so you can take pictures all day long and post them these days. You know, goodness gracious. Uh, but, you know, don't raise them in the nurture and the admonition of the world in Hollywood. Uh, here's another one. Don't raise them in the nurture and the admonition of the prospect of making money. You've got to make money so you can take care of me. Uh, they are, you know, if they're the right kind, they'll take care of you, uh, things like that. Uh, but you know, that's not the that's not the ticket. And here's another one: don't raise them in the nurture and the admonition that the of the idea that their life belongs to them. Uh, it belongs to God. Uh, you need to raise them in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. Now we're in Joshua 24. That was my introduction, and yes, so now we'll get to the outline here. Joshua 24, verse 15, very, very, very uh, popular verse, familiar verse. Uh, and it tells us to choose you this day whom you will serve and that's what Joshua will say he, uh, obviously you can read through 24 uh, and see what was going on in his day and time and things like that and he, he was a man and he was the right kind of man uh, he was a father, he was the right kind of father and he said hey I'm going to choose today." and so we see here that this cry has been echoed down through the halls of time and uh, uh, will you serve the true and, and real and true God or false gods of this world uh, so we see here, uh, there's wives crying out for men to be real leaders and to lead their families in worshiping and serving the Lord. Uh, there's wives all over the world, today, wishing that their husband wasn't in jail, uh, wasn't you know, high on some drug, wasn't drunk on some alcohol, uh, you know, wasn't cheating on them, uh, and things like that. Where in the world is he? Uh, they're wishing he would be a real man and lead their family in worshiping and serving God there's children crying out for fathers to be the heads of the home uh, you know, their mom has to be because dad's not in the picture uh, and so forth there's kids crying all over the world I, I wish I had a dad uh, I got one, I wish he'd man up and be a dad uh, then we see here, the country is crying out for godly men that will be courageous and lead with honesty and truth uh, obviously you can see it on the news uh, you can see it out in, in the community uh, that, that our country is crying out for real men Real leaders Uh, and they make fun of real men. You know, uh, our president holds up a Bible and the other side, you know, ridicules him for that. I won't do that, I won't uh, split this country over hatred. How's hatred holding up the Bible? I mean, goodness gracious, there's all kinds of stuff out there in our country. So, we see here, first, number one today, the choice of a father. It's your choice. Man, it's your, it's your choice to be a godly man. It's your choice to be a godly husband. It's your choice to be a godly father. It's your choice. Uh, you can do it. And he said right there in verse 24, or uh, verse 15 of chapter 24, but as for me. Uh, and again, so I, I, I've seen guys that I grew up with that went the money route. They went the sports route. Uh, they went to the being a kid for the rest of their life route. But as for me, I don't care about the money. Uh, I don't care about their, uh, you know, sports accolades. I don't care about their dreams, things like that. But as for me, uh, I'm going to be the right kind of man. And so we see here, first of all, underneath uh, that, we have the choice of the heart. The choice of the heart. Uh, What what makes you tick? But as for me, uh, I'm going to please God. I know I'm going to stand before Him one day and give an account for the time that I've been here on this earth. So as for me, uh, I'm going to make a choice of the heart. Uh, first of all, we see Joshua's witness, verses 1 through 14, what he saw. I mean, he saw people serving false gods, uh, he, he saw a mess, uh, just like we can see today. And so, uh, what he saw in it was God's plan, God's plan. He okay, I don't want to be a part of the, the problem, I want to be a part of the solution. So what do I need to do uh, to, to, to not help the problem, but uh, help the solution? And he said, I'm going to be part of God's plan. And then he, he saw and obviously heard uh, other thing. He saw God's power. That's what God will do. If you'll give God your heart and say, I want to be what you want me to be, uh, that's part of his plan. He'll give you the power to do it. You can't. Uh, again, I remember having those feelings. I don't know if I can be a grown-up. I don't know if I can be a dad. I don't know if I can be a good husband. I don't know if I can be a preacher. I don't know if I can be a, a godly person. He's the one who gives you the power to do it. You just say, but ask for me. Uh, I'm, I'm going I'm to do my part. And uh, then also he'll give you the, uh, he saw God's provision. So once he made that choice, that heart choice, he saw all those things. The next thing he did, not only did he, uh, Joshua's witness, uh, but Joshua's work. Uh, this is what he did. This is in verse 15. Uh, he said, hey, ask for me. So he listened to the Lord, and then he learned from the Lord, and then the last thing he labored for the Lord. So he, he did what he was supposed to do. Joshua made the right decision and he did what he was supposed to do. And thirdly, uh, under that point there, the choice of the heart, we see Joshua's worship. He led his family uh, into doing it. In verse 15, he said, ask for me and my house, uh, this is how it's going to be. Uh, and, and again, uh, you know, I've seen kids that are that grew up, grow up in houses that you know, they're just a bother. Uh, they're, they're sent off here, they're sent off there, or just, and, and things like that. Uh, and, They're they're, they're starving for parents. They're starving for dads. Uh, And so we've got to be a part. So uh, in front of his family, uh, and his wife and his kids, he thanked God for his grace. Uh, He thanked God for the gifts. And he thanked God for his glory. So that was his heart choice. Secondly, we see here his home choice, or his choice of the home. And he said, but as for me, that was his heart. Secondly, and my house. This was his choice for his home. So it was determination. And uh, so again, uh, I remember uh, being determined uh, that I was going to be the right kind of dad. Uh, again, when they're just there and all they do is, I'm not sure in this order, but they sleep, cry, eat, and have to be changed. All right? And that, that can get all all mixed up. All right? Especially when at sleep time. Uh, they don't like getting so inside and say, hey, baby needs you. All right? Uh, I was being the right kind of dad. All right? I know they need you. They won't go back to sleep with me, so Anyway, so uh, you have to be determined. The choice of the house, as for me and my house, he was determined to be right. Uh, He was determined to lead right. Uh, And he was determined to succeed right. Uh, Again, a lot of times people, they'll be determined to to do right, and then they start leading right, and then they have a little bit of success, and they don't succeed right. In other words, they get all puffed up. Uh, They they start taking the credit on themselves. Uh, again, that's not what a dad, a real dad, does. Uh, you know, again, most kids think their dad's muscles are bigger than anybody else's, and that's fine. And their dad's stronger. Or their dad can whip, or their dad can do this, and and, all, and, and I'm good with all that. Uh, but again, there's some time where we ought to put that praise right up there, yes, sir. and that glory right up there, uh, guys. Uh, you know, all I've done is just obey God. God's the wants to bless. Uh, guys, uh, the reason that that was successful is because we took a Bible principle and we did that and God blessed us. And so that's what he wanted to succeed right. Uh, He didn't want to just go, you know, uh, know, watch me fellas. He was determined to succeed right. Next he was uh, Joshua's dedication. Joshua's dedication. Uh, He was not only determined but he was dedicated. He was dedicated to his companion. Uh, He was the right kind of husband to his wife. That's how your young men are going to learn how to be the husband when they watch you. Don't let them watch TV. Don't let them you know, watch this world and, and try to be a good companion. But let them see you be a good companion. All right. Uh, I got told all the time, Dad, that's gross. All right? when I put my arm around my wife. and I want to give her a kiss in front of them. Dad, Dad, come on. All right? uh, but they saw me love her. They saw me come home every night. Uh, they saw me take care of her. Uh, they saw me uh, open the door for her. They saw me put out my arm and help her up and down steps. Uh, they've seen it their whole life. All right? That's what kind of example I wanted in front of them, not some goofball on TV with a shirt off and you know, with his ripped biceps and all that kind of stuff. You know, that's give her a godly man if you have to choose between a ripped man and a godly man give her a godly man now my wife has both <laughs> <laughs> that's why I wear this jacket so you can't tell but if I had to choose I want to give her a godly man yeah? uh, and things like that he, he was dedicated to his companions then he was dedicated to his kids all of us and we'll see here in just a, in a minute uh, uh, on a point all of us okay. so Our kids name. Like, get on our laps and all right. but we're still supposed to be a good daddy good mom we've got to be dedicated to our children and then be dedicated to our country and he was thirdly we see here Joshua's demonstration not only was he uh, determined and dedicated he he demonstrated uh, he, he showed it uh, he put his money where his mouth was and uh, his example and his exhortation so we see here underneath number one dad's Make a choice to commit your heart and your home to God and to do His will. Uh, And that will help you be the right kind of dad. Secondly, the expectation from God of a father. Same place, Joshua 24. We'll just go back up one verse. Verse 14. The expectation from God of a father. And so we'll look at a few things here. Verse 14. It says that he wants him to teach his children to what? To fear the Lord. The fear of the Lord. and We know the Bible says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Uh, and So we've got to teach our kids to fear God. Not to get over in the corner and kowtow like God's going to squish you like a grape, even though He could. But you've got to teach them to fear the Lord. That's what a dad is. That's what a good dad is doing. This is what God expects of us fathers. Teach our children to fear the Lord. Secondly, we see here He wants us to teach our children to serve the Lord. It says right there in verse 14. Therefore the fear of the Lord and to serve Him in sincerity. Hey, boys, girls, kids we're going to serve God with sincerity we're, just, we're not just going to go to church on Sunday and that's the only time we ever talk about church talk about God, do the church thing no, we're going to serve God in sincerity uh, he's going to be forefront in our home uh, we're not going to allow things on TV that he wouldn't appreciate, uh, we're not going to talk about or be involved in, in things that he wouldn't appreciate, we're going to serve God with sincerity, uh, we're not going to be pretending Christians we're going to be for real Christians. And that's what God uh, expects of a father. Uh, he wanted his, uh, uh, children to, or him to teach his children to serve the Lord. Thirdly, he wants us to teach our children to make the right choices. Make right choices. Uh, again, when they're little, uh, their choices are what to eat, okay, what to wear, uh, things like that. But then they get bigger and they start getting bigger choices to make. And uh, we've got to teach them to make the right choices. That's what God expects of us. Thirdly, Uh, We see number three, the toughness of being a father. Let's go to 1 Samuel 3. 1 Samuel 3. The toughness of being a father. Most kids think, you know, I want to be a father so I can be in charge. I want to be a father so I can tell people what to do. Uh, I want to be a father so I can be the biggest in the house and things like that. I can spank. All right? Uh, uh, my dad tried that on me. You know, this hurts me and it wouldn't hurt you. Well, let me see that pattern. <laughs> <laughs> and he did that one day. Here, you give me the spanking. Excuse me? He said, I must not be a good dad if my son acts like that. So here, you give me the spanking. Hmm? Phew. Yep. No, sir. I'll take it. Uh, i am sorry. it. It's tough being a dad. Again, if you get off on spanking your kids, you got some screws loose. Alright? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Don't spank out of frustration. Definitely don't spank out of embarrassment because they're going to embarrass you. You're going to have to have that rule. It's tough. balancing that. You know, you embarrass me in front of other people like that. It's going right? to happen. You sitting at a table somebody take you out to eat and all of a sudden your kid goes Bwah! all over the table. <laughs> Oh my soul. Right. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Why couldn't you throw up at home? <laughs> Embarrass me like that? And they're going to say some stuff. Oh, yeah. So don't be a reactionary parent. Okay? Don't spank out of embarrassment. Don't spank out of... You spank because the Bible told you to spank. All right? I read the Proverbs this week. Spare not first crime. Uh, you know, there's a couple of them. You, know, you got different kids. You know, you even just talk about stuff. <laughs> and then there's some you just spank and spank and spank, and they're still not crying. Oh, what you you, I mean, you've got to work it out. It's tough being a dad. If you could, if you do it the right way, you do it by the way. So we see here in First Samuel three, verses two through nine. Of course, we know the story. Eli uh, is, is is raising Samuel there in the house of God. So he's kind of a dad figure. And uh, we see in verse two. Uh, that that he came to him. Obviously, Samuel heard something, thought it was Eli, he ran over there. And it says here that Eli was laid down. And you're just dozing off. And you hear a little knock at the door. I'm scared. Or I need this. Uh. Okay, our flesh says, shut up, get back in the bed, we'll deal with it tomorrow. But there's sometimes, you know, obviously, some of you are starting to uh, get questions, kids get in his age, about that salvation thing. That's the nerve, most nerve-wracking decision in the world. Yeah, but I don't know what to do. Hey, kid, about to, to pray this prayer right here. But how many times have we heard It's not the prayer that saves you. you got to be drawn. And so uh, you know, I, I would talk to them about it. And, and, and of course, we'd you know, why do you need to get saved? When do you need to saved? Things like that. And, you know, when they give you questions like, why do you need to be saved? I mean, Jason said, so we can go to Walmart. I don't know where that came from. So no, that's the other place, son. That's not heaven. He wasn't getting it. And so it's tough to determine you know, what to say, how much to say. You know, we'll talk about that later. Oh, please ask me when we get home. Things like that. Uh, that's tough. So we sit here, he goes to Eli. You know, Did you call me? No, sir. I didn't call you. Go get back to bed. I mean, he's tired. So... Toughness so of a dad. We got to listen even when we're tired. When we get we come home from work, uh, we're, we're tired, and they got a thousand questions. Man up. Those answers probably more important than what you've been doing all day long. Tough. I'm tired. Man up. Answer the questions. You got to. Because he kept coming back. Eli you're calling no I'm not it's tough so then he, he decided to help and so here's a tough one help when you're not even sure tough that why is this happening why did God allow this to happen what in the world's going on it's tough to say son we trust the Lord son God's going to work it out It'll be alright. And you go to your prayer closet. God, what in the world? You're asking him the same questions. But he probably gives you the same answers. I got it. It's gonna be alright, you just trust me. It's tough being a dad. What should I do about this? What? And you know, where, where do you go? And so he told him, he said, hey, it's not me, but it's the Lord. You go back and if he calls you again. He wasn't sure that he would. would. He said, because you can, this is what you do. And here's, here's a tough one. You must affirm even when it hurts. You must affirm even when it hurts. Hey, Dad. I think God wants me to be a missionary. there. i think so. I think God wants you to be right here in this church. That's what I wanted to say. I think I could use you right here. Close to Day, whatever it seems good to you that's what I'm going to do so when your kid comes to you we went to we were singing at Brother Seller Church at a mission conference he's 15 years old he said dad I think the Lord wants me to be a mission mm-hmm. I'm end up go oh, see Pastor <laughs> <laughs> maybe Pastor I'll talking about it <laughs> <laughs> now, but that's what we've always taught yes, sir. before you make a decision on anything Buying a car, you talk to Pastor. buying a house, you talk to Pastor. Marrying a woman, you better talk to Pastor. Alright? But you gotta affirm it even when it hurts. That's, what, that's the toughness of the father. Number four, advice from the father. Uh, you know, one day you know you're gonna have to give some for real advice. Not which football team this year for. <laughs> they didn't give choice for my house. <laughs> And I told him I was like, Man, you can choose your own basketball team, you can choose your own baseball team, and you don't get a choice where it comes to football, college football I'm in this house. Alright? Uh, anyway, I thought that was some good advice I okay. gave. <laughs> <laughs> Proverbs 23, 26 says this, my son, give me thine heart and let thine eyes observe my ways. They go and watch it. They'll say something you're like, where, where did they get that from? And then the next day at work, you'll say that same thing and you'll go, oh me they got it for me and you'll watch little things that they do how they eat how they do I'm at work and then all of a sudden you'll catch yourself dude. all right you're going to be giving advice whether you give it or not but this is some good advice your father ought to give to his son uh, let God talk to you let God talk to you uh, and this is uh, uh, an example of that and he said let God talk to you personally and this is what you teach your kids. You let God talk to you personally, through the scriptures. And so I know, obviously, uh, I checked their Devo manuals weekly, all right? And they got told the other day when school was out, your first Devo check will be from today to the first day of school. You got everybody in the summertime? Yeah. <laughs> you should be. <laughs> So their first Bible grade next year is going to be graded on how many days they read their Bible this summer. Uh, it, you got to make them yes, till it becomes a habit. You make them eat. Put your hand on your lap. Hold your fork this way. to well, you know, go out of the restaurant. You don't want to embarrass you because they're eating habits. You know, don't burn the table. You know, you know, I can go further than that, but we, we'll stop right there. You, know, you, you teach them those things. Teach them to get godly habits. Let God talk to you. You read the Bible and let Him speak, uh, and then listen to the Holy Spirit. Uh, he'll talk to them, uh, and it's, it's awesome to see them when they when they're getting saved. How the Holy Spirit speaks to them. You say a little bit, starting to quiver. I don't you know the Holy Spirit is talking to him. Yes and then when they do start making decisions on what they're going to do with their life if you've taught them that let God talk to you in the scriptures in the spirit and then also through his servant and so it's been a rule at our house their whole life whatever comes from this pulpit we're going to do it I mean way baby way 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 back in the day I mean I had like 25 cassettes y'all remember what cassettes are? Uh, I had like 25 cassettes of the Cathedral Quartet, and I had a bunch of them, and the preacher, one day, bless God, y'all not be listening to the cathedral. My boy would go. I'm like, I didn't go to preacher, what's wrong with the kids? You know what we did when we got home? Threw them in the trash can. And then, lo and behold, I'm around in his car one day, he's got a stick of But he said from the pulpit, y'all not do this. The lies come to me. They went in the trash can. I'm not going to create a doubt in their minds. Whatever comes from here and that book right there, it's the law at our house. Yes, y'all not do this. <sighs> y'all not watch this. And my eyeballs are looking right at the back of your head. Well, I remember, tell me what we're going to watch. Tell me where to go. <laughs> and your kids are wondering, well, who's right? Pastor, right? Mm -hmm. Or a dad? Well, it's not my dad. It's causing confusion. You know who the author of that is? So who's using you? So we see here, speak to them personally, through the scriptures. And that's what, when my boys go to camp, or they go to a youth rally, you better pay attention. Don't waste this time. Don't go up there and just play sports don't go up there and check out all the girls don't go up there and just goof off and prank listen to the preaching because I'm going to ask you about it when you get home here y'all take this notebook and take notes and hey, why I want God to speak to them personally Amen. next particularly I mean like right down to it I want them to speak to him about their sin I'm going to and God will too uh, and I told him, and God would tell him. Sin will capture you; it'll control you, and it'll ultimately condemn you. Uh, and then also, particularly about yourself, about your attitude, about your ambitions, let God talk to you. And next, let God turn you. Psalm eighty-five four says, this, "Turn us, O God, of our salvation, and cause Thy anger toward us to cease." So let God turn you. If you had a goal and this is here and the, and the Holy Spirit turns you to let Him, don't fight it. Well, I've always wanted to do that. But if God says do this, you've got to do what God said. Because when you get to heaven and you have done what you've always wanted to do, you're going to get any reward for it? If you'll do what God created you to do, you'll be rewarded for it. Let God turn you from traditions of the past, from traditions of the present, you gotta let God turn you. Let God turn you from your troubles, troubles that you face, troubles that you fear, or feel, uh, troubles you find yourself in. Let God turn you. This is advice from the Father. And let God help you physically. Let God help you spiritually. And let God help you financially. So I can buy that new vehicle one day in your year. So let God do that. And lastly, we see here: let God teach you. Let's I'll read it to you. Job 34, 32 says this. That which I, I'm sorry, that which I see not, teach thou me. If I have done iniquity, I will do it no more. So let God teach you. Uh, When you have to change something, when you have to fix something, let God teach you. Uh, And this is what you advise your kids. Let God teach you His will. Uh, Let God teach you His word. And then let God teach you His work. And then you'll be successful. Uh, And I I text my boys this morning after I talk to them. And thank them for uh, the gift that they got me. But I thank them mostly for making, being a dad a blessing. They didn't have to call me from prison this morning. All right, Uh, They're not doing anything that that I would be ashamed of. And I told them, "I, I thank you. Uh, for being, for following advice and becoming what God wants you to become, because that makes me a blessed dad, not a mad dad, and not a worried dad, not a confused dad. Yeah, you know, a blessed dad, uh, and, it, and it happens because you have to be like Joshua. Hey, for me, I don't care what everybody else does. But for me, and not only just me, but in my house, uh, we will serve the Lord. Everybody about or